Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to episode 50, 50 of the Women's Running Podcast and our 17th workshop. We're celebrating our 50th episode by chatting about random stuff with a bit of running thrown in as ever. We're a couple of weeks away from our 10k and half marathon races in the middle of August, so that is firmly top of the agenda, although it's not, as the first thing we talk about is how beautiful Holly's mug is. Not her face, although that too is very beautiful, but her actual mug of tea. You can't see this, so you'll just have to believe me. What we mainly talk about here, though, is race day nerves and all the various worries we have that constitute that. So that's worrying about our sluggish pace and also worrying about what other people might think, as well as our concerns about actually going the distance. So we talk about how to combat those nerves, how to be confident in our own training and how to dampen down our own inner negative voices. Also, as we both agree, when we see other runners, we think they're brilliant. So surely, surely other people think we're brilliant too when they see us. I think this is true. We also talk about my many visits to the physio, ignoring his lovely and brilliant advice and somehow surviving anyway. I describe sciatica to Holly, who is too young and flexible to understand what back pain is yet. And we also talk about love bites. Again, Holly is far too young to understand this very 80s phenomenon. Lucky her. This episode is sponsored by Brooks, which is rather brilliant. Why? Because not only have Brooks created Holly's favourite running shoe, the Ghost 14, but they're also giving us two pairs of Ghost 14s to give away. To you guys. The newly launched Ghost 14 now benefits from 100% DNA loft cushioning for a super smooth ride, a segmented crash pad for seamless transitions and 3D fit print technology in the upper. So the fit is absolutely spot on. All that means that they're soft, they're responsive, they're smooth and they fit like a glove. The Ghost 14 is also, get this, Brooke's very first carbon neutral shoe. So it's a very special thing indeed. To be in with a chance of winning one of two pairs, go to womensrunning.co.uk forward slash ghost 14 and answer a very silly question. Find out more about the ghost 14 at brooksrunning.co.uk. 
how are you? How was the rest of yesterday and today? Um, it was good. Yeah, I feel like it's all been a little bit of a of a whirlwind of busy, both work and life at the moment. Yeah. Um, and that just with like things opening up and seeing lots of people, and it's all been a bit um, nice, really nice. But I'm looking forward to a few days of not seeing anybody at all. Oh um, God, I'm jealous because we've got camping. Yeah, you got camping this weekend. Oh God, and I think I'm supposed to be really um, excited about camping to begin with and seeing people that we've not seen for a couple of years um but yeah I'm, I'm really used to I'm really used to just staying in I'm really used yeah. to not having anything and so like last weekend we like all we did was try and remove all the moths from the children's bedroom and take loads of stuff to the charity shop and it was brilliant like I, I had the best them. time those are the best weekends <laughs> I'm pretty, it's really strange isn't it because when I was in them I was so, so bored of just not having any plans at all yeah. and having to kind of make fun all the time. But actually, in the end, the fun that I kind of made for myself, I, I was loving. Like, we did so many things like puzzles and, like, board games and stuff that I would never have bothered to do in previous times. And I can't remember the last time I spent a weekend just doing a puzzle and drinking tea. And not speaking to anyone. It's just great. Yeah. It's, I, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, you, that said, I am going to the pub tonight and that is probably, well, I've been, I've been outside in pub gardens and had food and stuff, but I've not been to a pub like for drinking. Yeah. But a very, very, very long time. So, um, so that'd be nice. Nice. Well, I yeah. hope you're hungover in a lovely way tomorrow. The kind yes. of way you get to do you feel okay still, but you have the excuse of, I need a bacon sandwich or a greasy breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you have that. Those are my favorite kinds where I feel wobbly enough that I think, oh, I definitely need something. I definitely need chips or something, mm-hmm. but not wobbly enough that I'm actually going to be sick and have a horrible day. Yeah. I don't want to do that. The, the sick thing. I just, yeah. Yeah. To, to just kind of think to yourself, you know what? I will just eat a little bit more. Yeah. So, uh, those are the yeah. best kind. And you've got every excuse yeah exactly yeah nicely tired with fun but not like feeling awful yeah yeah that kind of thing so um let's let's talk about running yes let's talk about running i've got i've got stories to tell and i'm sure you do too so we have we have our um our 15th of august date in the diary which is (laughs) um in three weekends time that's fine actually okay that's more weekends than i thought yeah um i mean it's not three weeks it's three weekends so just bear that in mind Um, yeah (laughs) okay so we're looking at it's like two and a half weeks away yeah okay exactly exactly and ideally one of those you know the last week would be a bit of a taper but you don't i think going into a 10k i don't think you need to worry about tapering particularly yeah um and, so, I just, and all of lockdown tapering so. <laughs> oh that's quite the taper <laughs> yeah so um, so how's your running been go through that tell me tell me it's what's not going too on. bad that's why i've got absolutely horrible hair right now actually because i've just <laughs> been this morning um for a long ish though 
wasn't massively long because I should have done it on the weekend. So it's good and bad things this week. Good things to report were last week. I felt like my middle of the week runs were really, really good. Mm -hmm. Like I did a nice gentle plod that wasn't particularly exciting, but I got up and did it. So I had the usual smugness of feeling pleased that I did. And then I did some um, hill sprints for my kind of technical run. And then this week, I think I was supposed to be this long run weekend I think I was supposed to be on like 6k or something Mm -hmm. um but um I had a really busy weekend and I didn't plan around it properly I kept being like I'll definitely have an hour or two to do my run it'll be fine it'll be fine Mm -hmm. and then I didn't actually plan that time in before so the weekend came and went and I I've just done my on Wednesday oh I've just done my long run Mrs procrastination this morning but it wasn't massively long it wasn't 6k I think I did about three and a bit yeah um three and a half or something yeah um and which isn't isn't long at all but that was my fault because I just forget how slow I am I forget that I my pace is a lot slower than when I used to run before. Mm. So I set out thinking, right, I've got half an hour to do a 5K. That's fine. That's all it takes me. And then realized that, no, it doesn't. So suddenly I had to go, oh, God, I've got to run home now. Otherwise, I'm going to be late for work. So I think I might need to attempt that again tomorrow or Friday or something. But I'm I'm actually feeling relatively good because even though it was cut short by the fact that I needed to get on with life, it was actually a really nice run and I ran the whole thing and I wasn't dying and I'm feeling a lot more confident about the idea of 10K now. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think um I think one of the nicest things that um well Tina says lots of lovely things to me, but I remember one of the nice things that she said to me was instead of seeing it's very easy to look at your training week by week. So you think, oh, I must do my long run over the weekend and then must fit in, you know, two, three runs or whatever during the week. Um, but instead of seeing it in weeks, but to see it kind of as an arc of over maybe two weeks or maybe even three weeks. So mm. I'm away this weekend. I'm away Friday afternoon until Monday evening. Um, and I, ca- I, I probably can't run. The idea of going for a run while you're camping with no like nice shower facilities that no. don't have like muddy feet and other people's hair on the walls doesn't feel brilliantly amazing. So I probably won't run for a good couple of days. Um, so instead I'm looking at kind of the next two weeks and where I can position those running, those bits of running. Yeah. And the week after actually, I'm going to go to Hove to see my mum. So I'm going to need to do my long runs early morning on a Friday um and and maybe not quite as long as I would have hoped if I had like kind of the luxury of a morning but just trying to kind of yeah arrange it around life rather than arranging life around running at the moment exactly I think that's what I slightly failed to do last weekend because I completely forgotten about needing to do that because we haven't had to do that for such a long time oh I know this is the first weekend I've, I've been away and stuff but I've not had a weekend where I've had sort of something on every evening that's meant that people are having drinks and going to bed late and then something on in the day the next day as well and just completely rammed with joys Mm. definitely with joys but Mm. just didn't really properly plan that um and then the last two days at work I've spent going oh I need to run on my lunch break and then other things have happened and I've not done it so I got it this morning and I did it and I'm pleased that I did but I do need to remember that I need to actually get up early 
mm-hmm. not just get up at usual time if I want to do a long run in the in the week. But I'm feeling all right about it because this weekend, unlike you with camping, I've got the luxury of a weekend where I've not really got much going on. So yeah. I think I'm 7K this weekend, which I'm feeling a lot more confident about now that I've done half of that this morning and mm-hmm. actually would have quite liked to have carried on and done the other half, but I had to come to run back. Yeah, um, yeah I'm feeling a lot more relaxed about it. The only thing I'm a little bit gutted about at the moment is just my pace. I think my plod is is doing good. I can keep plodding for quite a long time without having to stop or walk. Mm-hmm. But my pace is just that of somebody with a Zimmer frame. I'm going to have to say I'm exactly the same at the moment. My pace is rubbish. Um, so I was, I was going to sort of give you all the platitudes of like, don't worry about pace, just, you know. Um, but it does feel a bit crap, doesn't it? Yeah. When you look at old runs that you did and you go, what's happening? Because I feel like I'm pushing myself yeah. as much as I felt like I was. And I think this morning I just felt a bit cross about it because I knew I was on limited time. Mm-hmm. And so I was making a conscious effort to run what I thought was quite fast. <laughs> and then yeah. I got home and looked at my Strava and realised it was not fast at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I'm having a real problem with pace, but then um, to bring it back to me, which is, you know, my favourite subject. No, do please. Thanks. Cause I've been banging on about myself for ages. No, go for it. I'm, I'm also really enjoying your mug at the moment. It's lovely. Thank you. Sorry to the listener <laughs> if I'm doing annoying sipping, but I'm just having a nice cup of tea. It's from Tiger. <gasps> Gorgeous mug. Um, mm. Yeah. I can't, I, yeah, I, I can't compete with that. So I'm going to hide my mug. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think, um, yeah, my running has, um, I, I had a bit of a knock because I had an injury. Um, and I think the last time we chatted, I was going to go to a physio and I did I went oh, yeah. the loveliest physio chap called Richard. He's really, really nice. And, um, and he died. Well, I had a couple of things going on. I've had sciatica because I sit like a crazy person and I have a terrible back. But also, what sciatica? Quickly tell me about that. Ah, yes. Ah, the young people, they don't know what sciatica is. Um, <laughs> you have this to come, Hall. Um, so, um, uh, because I have lower back issues, um, sciatica is kind of referred pain. So you kind of, if um, it's it's not very nice, you, you can you can feel sciatica kind of usually, I think, I'm, I'm making this up now. So I'm just, I'm going to talk about what my sciatica is. I think other people have different experiences. I think probably it usually stems from a back problem. And you feel the pain instead of in your back, you feel it down your bum and the back of your legs. Oh, okay. Um, and you have this kind of referred pain. And when I've had it really badly, like when I've had, when I had a slip disc, I felt it down in my ankles and feet and the l- lower oh, down you yeah. feel it, the worse it is kind of thing. Oh, that's and at the great. moment I'm just having, yes, yeah, not nice. At the moment I'm just having kind of niggly kind of sciatic kind of horrid things, but just kind of in my bum and kind of, um, upper sort of, ha- in fact, I, I couldn't kind of figure out whether it's hamstrings or, or this kind of sciatic pain. Anyway, so he was amazing mm-hmm. um, and did some kind of manipulation and kind of prodding around. Um, and, but, but my kind of my running injury was something to do with, you know, you've got two bones um, in your lower leg from your knee to your ankle. Mm-hmm. And it's to do with the ligament at the top that holds them two together. Um, and it was quite a minor injury so it wasn't stopping me running but running felt weird and when I was going on a long long run I would then have um a sort of pain in my calf which I was quite worried about 
Um, but it was it wasn't pain that made me think, "Ooh, I've I've um, you know I've pulled something." Mm. And it would it would generally sort of ease off kind of thing. So I knew it wasn't really serious, but I wanted to get it checked out before it got worse. Um, and he was great, but it meant that about two or three weeks ago, I I didn't run for about eight days, which is quite a gap for me, um, but not as big a gap as you can have when you've got an injury. So I was quite thankful for that. Mm. Um but before then, I had I'd been for a couple of long runs. So I'd done like a twelve and a fourteen miler at weekends, um, in the lead up to our uh, to the half marathon I'm doing in August. But also kind of keeping an eye on the marathon in October. Yeah. So I'd done these two long runs, and that had exacerbated the problem, um, stupidly. Um, but I had noticed that my running had just got kind of slower, more difficult. Mm. It felt it felt harder to get going, kind of thing. Anyway, so I had this kind of eight days off, and then I started running again last week and doing little runs two miles three miles that was it i've been loving those i'm absolutely yeah. loving just doing like two miles and then feeling amazing well i wasn't moment. i think that was kind of the, the problem oh, really but it just feels like running through treacle and i think today is the first day when i went for a run this morning but it didn't feel like that but it's it's almost it's like the first the first kind of 10 20 meters it feels really hard to get going Mm. And then when I run, I'm running a lot slower and I can feel my arms doing a lot of the work. Mm. Um, so I feel like I'm running like Felix, you know, all elbows out like a six-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and that my legs aren't really doing what they, like, like I'm running in a dream hole, you know, the treacle dreams. Yes. You can't I escape have the monsters. <laughs> about, this is awful and very dark, but I have them West where I'm trying to punch someone in the face. <laughs> I have those and you Do can't punch you. and you can't punch. And it's no. like someone who's, it's not like, a, it's not like my mom or anything. It's like a yeah. nasty person that is scaring me in my dream or something. And I'm trying to like punch them away. How weird. I've never known I've anyone else have that. I've, I've had that. I've that before. Like, and literally thought I'm mad. And, and I wake up feeling humiliated that I'm unable to do it. Yeah, this very very slow arm trying to kind of come around. Yes, and, and it them. almost like stopping short, sort of just of their face, yeah. and you're trying to get them away, and you're sort of screaming and flailing, but you can't flail very much because yes, because yes. you're in treacle. Exactly that, and that's how my legs feel at the moment. And um, so I did. My physio said to me last week. He said, "Don't run more than three miles." in the lead up to the half marathon like literally he was saying don't train longer than three miles really? in the lead up to the oh, half marathon that sounds absolutely lovely it does <laughs> sound lovely um but i did what i normally do with physios which is i do i i rate them highly as people and professionals but i ignore their advice so i ran 10 miles <laughs> at the weekend <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is hard because i'm sure he's saying that to you as somebody who's very capable of half marathon distance mm. but if that were me and I were running even with the 10k if you know saying only run three miles no because I need to I, I need to have a good dress rehearsal yeah you need the confidence don't you yeah, you need the confidence. yeah. like I was thinking about um Catherine Switzer saying when she was giving marathon advice for us and she said like you know most marathon training plans take you up to 18 or 20 miles if you're a newbie and she was saying that she recommended going just a little bit over 20, just mm. so that you've got the confidence to know that you, even if it's 20.1, and yeah. I, I 
thoroughly stand by that. So I'm yeah. definitely doing that again. Six miles, the extra six miles, that's your know, six miles is a lot. And when yes. you're tired, I don't want to freak anybody out who's doing a marathon soon. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, it, it's a lot. That's a 10K. And, yeah. you know, at the moment, I'm finding that tough enough to train for. That exactly. I, I, yeah, I think I would definitely want the reassurance, just 22 or something, to know that I had yeah a bit a bit less left to to gamble on yeah yeah absolutely just something um mm. but she anyway so yeah so I did I did it and it felt okay I could feel the calf kind of creeping but it, when you have a little injury it makes you hyper aware of other little feelings in your body so for maybe a couple of miles of it I was like oh have I got a stress fracture in my left foot Mm. And then that kind of went away and I forgot about it. And then it was like, oh, maybe that's not a cough. That maybe it's a, maybe it's a shin splint. You know, I catastrophize all my injuries. And so that was kind of doing a bit of a mushroom cloud above my head. So I didn't enjoy it particularly, but mm-hmm. I came back. Um, I immediately had um, a magnesium salt bath and I had no niggles, no doms, no nothing. And I couldn't feel my calf. So I actually felt all right. Then I went for a little short run um, yesterday um, as my recovery. And again, it felt like running in treacle, but I'd had no pain. And then Mm -hmm. today was my first technical run in months. I did hills. I think it was was horrible because it was raining and I don't like doing hill intervals. It's, It's no fun, is it? It's not fun. It's dull. I have to put a really interesting podcast on and just go up and down and try not to think about it. It's also really painful. So it's just yeah, like... nasty. I do quite like when I how sort of professional I look, though. Oh yeah, there is something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something quite nice about going. Yeah, look at me going up and down the same bit and sort of stretching at the bottom and then really setting yeah. off when I go when I'm going back uphill. That feels slightly more like an athlete yeah like an athlete than if I'm just plodding along when yeah. cars go past I'm like yes I know I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I did I did have that feeling so that was good but I also had the pain which I didn't but my injury felt as though it was fading slightly oh so, good yeah so that was good, good. but I have I've got an injury to show you oh can I, I know, see right? yeah now oh okay so yesterday we've this is actually take two at the podcast isn't it so yeah sorry this will sound completely random based on what you've just shown me but there is a conclusion (laughs) this is take two we tried to record the podcast yesterday and it wasn't playing ball at all but so I feel like we've already said this but we haven't we saw each other in person yesterday we did which was lush and we went for a coffee and we met our lovely Kate yeah um, who neither of us have met in person because she only joined our team during lockdown and I now I'm going to repeat the same joke that we've done about yeah. eight times now but that we were worrying that she was going to be 10 feet tall or was going to be a set I think we might have even said that she might have been a centaur because yeah. we'd only seen her from the waist up until yeah. yesterday I've forgotten after that one yeah. she was a real woman anyway I thought I spotted it yesterday can I guess because I was like, I think I know where Esther's got that from. Okay. Sorry if well, that's like, really creepy that I was looking at you like that. No, but not I was creepy. like, I know I was, what that is. I needed to flag it up because what I'm concerned about is that someone might think that I've got a love bite. And yeah, I, originally I was like, ooh. 
Yeah. And I was like, no, I think I know what that is. <laughs> but the more I thought about people thinking that I had a love bite, the more I thought, I don't think that anyone has had a love bite since about 1984. No. That, that, that kind of, that practice went out with the cassette. So yeah, it, I've yeah. never had one in my life. There we go. Yeah, Why, not yeah. interested but in you, them. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I, in fact, I I wasn't entirely sure you'd know what one was. No, I think mm. I, I'm aware of them in in pop culture. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it'd be like you know, Love Bites, Betamax, um, you know, El Dorado, those things that are not. Yeah, part all of things that cultural. I'm almost entirely unfamiliar <laughs> with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so this um, is a chafe wound. I knew um, it was a chafe wound. <laughs> I knew it was a chafe wound. Is it from your hydration pack? It is from my hydration pack, yeah. I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Forensic running uh, injury I know. specialists as we are. Indeed we are. Indeed we are. So, um, yeah, that will teach me not to use my anti-chafe. So um, I'm mm. going to try and remember to do that. It's because it wasn't, it wasn't hot enough to wear factor 50 it wasn't sunny enough to wear factor 50 which would all immediately make me think oh i must cream put cream here and then put cream here kind of thing um and um but it was too warm for me to wear my kind of collared top which i which i really like which protects my yeah that usually yeah the love bite area so um yeah i have to admit i've been putting off wearing my which is entirely counterproductive I've been putting off wearing my hydration pack over the last week or two of running as well because it's been so bloody warm. Have you worn it at all? I've worn it once. Holly, honestly. I know I really, really need to give it a dress size. I'm going to do it on my long run this weekend. Yeah. Um, but um, I put it, I put off wearing it this week because I've been wearing t-shirts. I also am usually a long sleeve runner. So the mm-hmm. time I've worn it before, I wore it with long sleeve and that was fine because it didn't, but without it, chafes because i put it on to go and then yeah. taken it off in a panic last minute because it chafes under my it. arm yeah and that really soft bit of skin and it's That's really the painful. other place i get it yeah the super soft bit yeah that yeah. Re- i always get a mark there yeah yeah so I, I i threw it i didn't throw it away but i threw it off my body and was like off i go i'm not bothering with that yeah <laughs> so uh, this weekend it will get it's proper first outing with short sleeve t-shirt because i've bought myself some body glide stuff nice. so that it doesn't well do done. that yes yeah. good good and then one thing because we talked about this yesterday but the one thing i wanted to talk about today because we've got our um we've got this race in in three weekends time um which i am i think i'm really looking forward to because i can in my head i'm sort of hoping it's going to be relaxed and not a huge amount of people um mm. but i mean it'll be in the hundreds um so enough I, to hu- that's what i'm nervous about fewer oh, people immediately a much higher chance of, of coming last for sure so um so yeah and i remembered that from one of the last times that we spoke and so i wanted to talk about race nerves um because they can be for all sorts of reasons it can be that that thing and I, I was looking it up and it was kind of it's it's um the fear of the outcome of the race fear of failing mm, fear um, of failing, worrying what others might think um and th- those can be the sort of the three big 
the three biggies really yeah so it's kind of if you've got all three absolutely coming out of your ear holes yeah yeah <laughs> so when I've looked into it um well I guess I guess let's let's address each of those things so yeah um the outcome okay so fear of of what happens in the end right so what are you worried about in terms well, of the end of the race I think it's a bit of a new one for me because I wasn't too worried in when we did the bath half, which is the only other time apart from a couple of like race for life and stuff that I did when I was younger Mm. that I've done a proper race where there is an audience and a finish line and a medal at the end and all sorts of of slightly scary, but quite exciting things. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I was as worried because I I knew that there were going to be, well, I knew there weren't going to be a massive amount of people watching compared to usual because of COVID. It was right yeah. at the beginning. We were, we just got away with it, didn't we? But we it did. was about a week before lockdown kicked in. So there weren't a huge amount of people. Yeah. There were still enough. Uh, but then they were all kind of people that I knew the people I was looking out for. And we had a really nice cheerleading squad because we did it with Bath Mind and they were there in a big old bus. And so I was less anxious about that. And I knew there were so many people running and there would be countless people dressed as, as penguins and stuff Mm -hmm. that I I knew that I'd done the, I'd done my revision and it was going to be okay because I'd properly done the training and I was feeling confident about it. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't massively fast. I think I fell sort of middle, lower middle of the pack, maybe mm-hmm. lower than lower middle, but I, I was fine. I think it's just because I think it is more tied in with the fear of what people will think Yeah, thing that in this one, I'm nervous because there's not so many people it's in waves which obviously yes. we we can't you kind of have in other races like you have your pen don't you yeah. and you go off with your so I've put myself in like the last one I've gone I'm going to take the longest out of everybody because I really really want to be in with a group of people who I who are who are a similar pace as me and at the moment I know that pace is quite slow so Mm -hmm. even if I end up doing it slightly faster than what I kind of projected on the as my race time I put myself in like the second to last or last wave of people yeah so hopefully that will make things more relaxed but then also that means that I will be setting off last so once again probability of last place is is increasing (laughs) well I don't think they'll like number one I right okay so let's think about those outcomes let's let's if we first of all I wanted to talk about the fear of what other people think of you so so that kind of concern and I think that's a really really tricky one because Mm. you, you can't you can't predict what other people will think um but okay so there's 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 a number of things here firstly if they're thinking something, it doesn't matter because you can't hear it or see it. So yeah. they, people can think whatever they want. That's fine. And what they think of you is none of your business. Exactly. As RuPaul would say. As RuPaul would say. <laughs> um, but the other thing that I wanted to, to bring up, because I've talked about this with Strava with you before, is what do you think of other runners when you see them? 
oh my gosh, I always think how they are speedier than me. They look like they've done it far more often than I have. Whenever I see someone on, on Strava, I think, I think that they're better than I am at running. Well, what I mean is like, if you're out and you see someone specifically a woman if you see a woman running oh, in, and you're not in the flesh in the flesh just, mm. yeah what what are your thoughts when you see a female runner oh i'm just thinking go on gal that's what i think yeah so and that's exactly what i think and and sometimes i verbalize it and sometimes it's just in my head but i th- yeah. i usually i think about it generally if i see a, any runner a man or a woman i tend to sort of think go on then and I think about it more if I see someone running uphill. Yeah. I think, wow. Um, I think Somebody it- actually, when I was doing my hill sprints the other day, a woman on, on um, her bike as she was going past gave me a little like, woohoo. Oh, that's nice. I loved it. <laughs> and I think about it a lot with people that don't, and I know this is a ridiculous phrase because if you're a runner, if you run, you're a runner. But people that don't look classically like an athlete, say, so a normal person running, if they're running, I, and we drive past them or I walk past them, I do just think, go on, girl. You know, it, yeah. that's good. And so I think I can't be the only one. So what I'm trying to sort of say to you is if we think that about runners, then other people must think that about yeah. us. So if we're going to project any sort of thought into someone else as they're looking at us when we're running, just think they're going to feel as encouraging as we feel when we see other runners. Yeah. So let's not think about what other people and, and think about the park run mentality, which is now so pervasive in a really lovely way where with park run, it's about, you know, walk, run, jog. They always have a tail walker. No one comes last. It's, it's just such a lovely feeling, you know, and Relish Running, which is the organisation that has, has um, organised the, the race that we're going to do on the 15th. Remember that on that day, I believe, there's an ultra, a marathon, a half, mm. a 10 and a 5. So lots of people are going to be with you running lots of different races. And some of them will be running, they will be on their feet for five, six, seven hours yeah there's no way that you will come last that's true that's actually very true i'd forgotten about that that there's going to be other races going on basically it comes down to not being so self-centered a bit doesn't it it's like no one no one really cares you know everybody thinks they're the protagonist don't they Mm -hmm. but everybody's much more interested in themselves than they are in you nobody's going to be they're going to be worrying about their own time and whether their tracker worked and where their t-shirt is at the finish line and what they're going to have for their lunch afterwards exactly they are at going oh look at that girl she's come last what a lump yeah exactly and I, i you know i think about it when i do boot camp i am by far the most rubbish at boot camp i would say do you think? Oh my god! I I'm never think so... of you as the most rubbish at sporty things. Oh, I'm I'm so kind of I'm so slow and weak wristed, you know, just kind of <laughs> a kind of sort of pathetic kind of creature. And so I occasionally sneak glances at other people who are doing their burpees next to me or whatever. Um, very very athletic people going really really fast, and mm. I see them 
And I think to myself, oh, I've only done four burpees in the time it's taken them to do 10. But then if you look at their faces, what they're concentrating on is not, oh, I've done 10 burpees and she's done four, but I need to do my 10 burpees. They, they're just concentrating on that thing. Yeah, that's what everyone's doing, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and the, the beauty of parkrun and what I was trying to say about the relish running thing is of a slightly smaller, um, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, people do it in, in huge races as well, but the, the, small, the smaller race enables people to finish their run turn around and become part of the crowd and continue cheering on the people that are are coming in i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to finishing and then being able to stand at the finish line of your half marathon and be like oh yeah that's gonna be so so nice you see so it's kind of so i think i think first of all let's not put thoughts into other people's heads unless they're nice thoughts Mm -hmm. secondly let's visualize that finish bit visualize the last sort of 10 meters you yeah. can see how i've transitioned from yards to meters i'm trying to be metric these days yeah thank you my pleasure as uh, once again what's a yard yeah I, i'm not entirely <laughs> sure to be honest um <laughs> so uh it's kind of it, it's a slightly shorter than a furlong um oh you know anyway it's so, all cleared up for me yeah. now <laughs> oh good good <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and possibly a little shorter than a nautical mile. Um, so, uh, yeah, consider that last sort of 10 metres. Think about how it feels when you can see the finish line and how it's going to feel to have that water, have that snack, and then turn around and give a few cheers to the people that are coming in behind you, yeah. of which there will be legion. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. It's not about me and me feeling sorry for myself coming whatever position. It's about all the people who have gone before that deserve a pat on the back and all the people still going that deserve a cheer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And of um, course, most importantly, it's about roast potatoes or oh God, yes. whatever else I decide. Maybe in summertime it's not. Maybe it might be chips. I've never done a thought about what I'm going to eat after my race on in Have summer before. Well, this segues rather nicely into planning for the day. Yes. So what I was going to suggest also is another thing that really, really helps with race day is prep, prep, prep. Mm. So yes, think about what you're going to eat afterwards, but also think about how you're going to get there and how you're going to get home um, and what time you need to leave in order to give you lots of time when you're there um, before you start. So you don't get worried. Um, and it, what you don't want to be doing is rushing. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, it's planning all of that and planning precisely the time you're going to be leaving your front door and also planning what you're going to wear, what you're going to bring with you. Yeah. Getting that all sorted and making sure by like the Wednesday before that weekend that you've got everything you don't you know, have to worry about it. You don't worry about it. So you don't don't run in your favourite socks on Wednesday or Thursday before the race. You know, run in your second favourite so that you've got your favourite yeah. ones all washed and ready. Um, and the same with all the rest of your bits of outfit. Run it, run in, run in the crap leggings. Don't run in the best ones. Um, but your final last run, run in everything that you're. So the weekend before, run in everything you're going to run in on the day. So yeah. running in, in the right leggings, carrying everything that you're going to do. It's a total dress rehearsal, mm -hmm. um, which, and I absolutely fail to do that every single time. I every single time. I'm too. such a twit. I, I've been running in um, 
for our half marathon, I did it. For London marathon, I did it. it both times, I wore new leggings. And I, I don't know what possessed me. And, and the irritating thing about that is that I wore new leggings that were too shiny. And I picked them up and like, ooh, shiny leggings. And mm-hmm. I put them on and I think, ooh, they look nice. But because I've not tried them with my usual other bits and pieces, like my vest rides up shiny leggings. I've just worked, And actually, it's, it's better just to wear my old ones a bit scruffy around the bum. Yeah. And then my vest stays down and doesn't get on my... literally and figuratively is what happens with that vest if I wear the wrong kind of leggings (laughs) dramatic pause Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I think I've done the same as well where I've worn strange things um leggings wise I've I've not I've I've stuck to my guns with my leggings but tops I've worn weird things I mean I've not worn my bloody hydration vest properly. I've only done it once. So just goes to show I do need to. Yeah, you do. Do you think they will have water stations to some extent? Yeah, they definitely will. And in fact, um, at the weekend when I went running, when I did that long, the the long run I shouldn't have done, um, they relish were putting on a, a race then. It was 25th of July. Oh, really? Yeah. And I ran past a big feed station, um, what was really nice to see was, I know, I know, big smiles. Mm-hmm. Um, what was lovely to see also, so they were setting up and it hadn't started yet, which is quite nice because I wouldn't have wanted to kind of <laughs> um, suddenly launch into someone else's race. Um, but what was nice there, so this was along the canal, is that the, even though it was a completely flat, direct, straight canal, the, it was way marked brilliantly. So they do really, really oh, good. good arrows and stuff. And they, what they've, they were clearly doing the same sort of thing. So there was... Um, a five kilometer turnaround, a 10 kilometer that turnaround. That's the other thing I was going to ask is I'm nervous I might end up doing the ultra or something because mm. I get on the wrong path. But they had they very clearly kind of said this it is- was really clear. It was really clear. And they've 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 marked it so well, which means that the turnaround point isn't isn't a pinch point. You know, it's a nice wide section. So they'll do exactly the same. Cool. Um, when we do the two tunnels so um yeah. oh, i'm actually getting really excited now and this always lovely. happens the nerves it's a it's a weird combo isn't it yeah and i'm yeah. sure i'll flip between for the next two and a half weeks and i feel i feel i do feel i've done a few more races than you but not that many and actually mm. not that many organized ones like i've done the half a few you've times. done quite a lot in lockdown really well yeah but uh, I think it, uh, that nerve thing is, I mean, it is, it is really, it's, it can be really off-putting and, and I feel really nervous about mm. running races. But what I'm trying to remember is that feeling of crossing a finish line of an organized yeah. race. And also even actually really good prep for it is park run. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to try and get to a park run beforehand. It's a bit annoying, isn't it? Because it, a 5k is a little bit longer than probably the chill midweek runs I would do. Maybe I'll, maybe, maybe it's about right. And um, a bit shorter than the long runs that I want to be doing in the lead up. So maybe it might have to be after, but I can't wait to do a park run. Well, I was, well, I know this is putting you on the spot, but I was going to suggest actually this weekend. Can you do it before your campaign? I can't, I can't. Um. So uh, this is me sending you off into the, into the unknown. Um, (laughs) But I was going to say, I mean, this weekend would be perfect if you could do your longer run on Monday, Tuesday, that you could go Saturday morning. 
Um, but it would be a bit of a, um, a step into the unknown. So it would be, I would, I would love to do it um, yeah. post the 15th of August for sure. Um, but mm. they, they've also, they've changed the start line of it. So you have to get there quite early. So instead before I used to like rock up at like one minute to nine and run out of my car and join the start line. And now, Oh no, what is it now? Oh, it's just a little bit. They, they, it's the same route, but they've just starting it somewhere else. And I think they're, they're doing that. They're doing that for some reason. I, I don't know. It's probably to protect the grass or something. Okay. Uh, but it means oh, that that's you... nice. I thought it was going to be to do with the the horrible doom of the world that we've been. I don't think so. The grass, well, I don't know. Crazy. I feel quite I relaxed know. about that. That's, that's <laughs> my guess, only because of where we used to congregate before the start line did used to get quite muddy. So it just made mm. me think maybe maybe they've kind of switched it up because it's on yeah. National Trust property i think so i've um, been to the bath one oh so i really really like I, it i'm really excited to go yeah, yeah it's really nice my only my only issue with the, them changing the start line is that i'm so used to the route of it and the end of the way that it's set at the moment is on an ever such a slight kind of decline so mm. you it feels really lovely finishing because you're, you're running sort of slightly downhill um, and now oh. I, that's not the case. You'll be running along the flat, but um, okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful route, and it's really nice. Um, you just won't get a PB because there's steps. Yeah, um, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do that. I'm really excited for the race for the reason. I mean, I'm also very nervous, but I'm I'm excited for the reason of being told where to go. That's mm-hmm. why I'd like to go to a park run. That's why I would like to do this race. Yeah. I can't wait because I think weirdly the nerves of the whole thing we're talking about with sort of uh, like perception of you yeah. and what other people are going to be thinking of you aren't a thing if you're doing a virtual race. Yeah. Nerves of outcome really do play and uh, nerves of failure come in much more to play for me for virtual stuff. Yeah. But particularly the Vitality 10K I was really, really anxious because I wasn't 100% sure where I was going. And then a bit of the canal path that I was going to take was closed because they were doing some work on it. And so I had to suddenly change my route and and I couldn't guarantee fully flat all the way. And yeah, there were bits like steps that were kind of getting in the way. I'm really, really looking forward to not having to check my Strava to find out how long I've been going for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see a big sign saying four kilometre point or whatever. Yeah. Oh, what a dream. It's going to be lovely, isn't it? It's yeah. Be lovely. And that's, that was one thing I was going to say was that um, with the parkrun thing, it does give you, it's like a mini, it's like a mini race. I know it's not a race, but it's a mini it, the the concept you have a starting pen and you have a finish funnel so you don't have to think about how far you run for and you still get the nerves but they're kind of in miniature and yeah I think it's a really good practice for kind of bigger races so I was quite pleased I'd been doing that for the last few years because it meant that when it came to like half marathons and things I, I was like right okay I know what's going on here I know I know what these nerves mean and I know when they're going to dissipate kind of thing yeah 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 And they do, don't they? Like, I guess last time when I did the half, I was really, 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 really nervous. I I get much more nervous that night before 
morning of I couldn't eat any breakfast because I was so anxious actually weirdly when I'm at the start line and when I'm doing the running Mm -hmm. I'm okay I used to be like that as well like with anything I did in like plays as a child or whatever where I would be really really nervous the night before and then as soon as I was doing it I completely forgotten and I definitely find it the same with running I don't ever remember any bits of running in a race and being like oh I'm nervous while I run it's just all beforehand, isn't it? So I just have to remind myself of that, that as soon as I start, it will be fine. And what's the point in ruining the lead up to it by being anxious for something that I'm not actually going to be anxious about while I'm doing it. It's difficult to tell your brain things like that because my brain's a bit of an idiot. Yeah. Well, likewise with mine, but yeah, it's definitely Mm -hmm. that kind of look we're all, it's the kind of, you know, like, my mum saying to me before the first day of secondary school or before I went to university that kind of like you know everyone's feeling the same as you she doesn't speak like that that sounds like no I always do that for my mum as well yeah, I, I, she, she doesn't belong to Monty Python cast off <laughs> yeah um, I've got yeah. a character for when I'm also doing an impression of my mum <laughs> my mum is incredibly posh so she really does not sound like um Terry what's his name from Monty Python anyway um uh yeah so everyone does feel the same as you particularly women I think because you're I think that's uh, you know, true we're I think nicer. there's mm. a big part we are we're just yeah. just generally lovely and I do think that there is a bit a bit of a, a part of men throwing themselves head first into things and I mean I'm making generalizations but I think that's the experience that I have of of men mm-hmm. that I know who've done races compared to women I think that that there is always going to be a little bit more of a, a fear of of failure and embarrassing yourself and and for me there's definitely a bit of an imposter syndrome of mm-hmm. should I really be at that start line are people going to be looking at me and going oh she's you know a bit of a lump and she doesn't look like she usually goes running and that I think I as a woman definitely experience with anything remotely physical in life that I think automatically I'm going to be crap at yeah. it yeah um that yeah actually I want to turn that around this time and go for those exact reasons mm-hmm. I'm going to be not necessarily the very very best but just the most determined yeah yeah I think um yeah and and bear with all of that in mind this is why women are better endurance runners than men mm. and I I've spoken I've probably I'm probably repeating myself here and and in, in which case I'm really sorry but um well I'm not that sorry actually it's worth it's worth repeating um <laughs> that I know that there are fewer women that enter massive endurance you know scary ultras like the spine race and stuff like that but the women that rock up on the start line are fully prepared yeah so there are far more men but in in the kind of in in that sea of men, there are far fewer men that are as prepared as that, that, that as that smaller group of women, mm-hmm. and because men have more confidence, so they just think, well, if I turn up, I'll probably be able to do it with a little bit of training, sort of thing. And so, and 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 this always it cheered me at the last half marathon we did, and it's cheered me at races before, where you know you know that bloke, like you know when you're running and there's a bloke that overtakes you and then immediately slows down. Yeah, and then 10 minutes later, you spot him again. Yes, exactly. Going off in the distance behind you. Yeah, as though he's like a little wind-up toy. So you wind him up, off he goes, slows down, walks, wind him up, runs, walks. And I've I've had that bloke. 
overtake me in a kind of elbows out way to almost immediately stop and walk. And then mm-hmm. he's, and I, I feel like he's tailed me and can spot me and is trying to kind of cute. And it's just like, look, mate, just slow down. You know, yeah. <laughs> plod. Oh my plod. gosh, plod. Yeah. What yeah. is wrong with plodding? And you'd make it round way more comfortably. You wouldn't be stopping, you know, all of that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so I do, let's, let's feel sorry for those ones. Yeah. And, and be confident in our own training, uh, on our own abilities and yeah. women generally as being a bit bloody brilliant, really. Yeah. Doing our homework. Yeah. And which is something I'm very determined to do this time because I know that I was a bit lax last time. And the times that I do train really hard and train properly are the times that I really enjoy the race. Yeah. Like the half marathons. And I knew that I didn't really do as much homework as I should have done for my 10K last time. And that's why mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much. So once again, women are great because we prepare for things. We do. And we shouldn't have to be in a position where we feel like we must prepare to the T because we're automatically n- need more help than men, that we automatically need to put more work in than men. But no, we just like as to be a result of, Yeah. As a result of a nasty patriarchal sort of <laughs> system, we are actually the best. Yeah, because and we're over prepared. Yeah. Anything. And that's that, really. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Come back for our next workshop in a fortnight's time to listen in to Holly and I as we get proper nervy before race day. This podcast was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Podcast listeners can claim the best discount we have for membership to Women's Running, which is 35% off. That's less than two ninety five a month. And for that, you get our brilliant magazine and you also get loads of money off the sorts of stuff you love, like kit, nutrition and class memberships. Go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRPOD at the checkout for your discount. Happy running. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.